Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I'm so happy you're here with me today, working on yourself, me in your ears. I really appreciate y'all being here. I am getting ready to uh, head out to San Antonio uh, just for the day. Uh, I'll already have been there and come back by the time you listen to this uh, for ATD's conference, uh, their Core 4 conference in San Antonio. I was Uh, given the opportunity to speak there on uh, designing for modern learning and I'm really excited to be there. So I'm about to head out the door but I wanted to record this episode because I got a lot of questions after uh, I posted about something similar last week and so I wanted to take the time to elaborate on what it looks like to start and build and grow a side hustle so that way you can leave your full-time job but how do you actually do that you know, while you're working a full-time job, it can seem really, really, really overwhelming and exhausting. So today we're going to go all into that. Uh, before I do, I want to let you all know that I am running a five-day challenge coming up soon. I'm really, really excited about it. It's called the Build Your Dream L&D Business Five-Day Jumpstart. So if you have an idea of an L&D business that you want to build, and honestly, even if it's not an L&D business, but you know you want to utilize the skills and capabilities you've gained in your L&D career, and if you just don't know where to start, you are going to leave this five-day challenge with a fully flushed out strategy to build your dream coaching business, consulting business, freelance, product-based business, no matter what it is, um, if you have an idea and you're just like, where the heck do I start? This challenge is for you. So right now uh, it's on sale for $111. Uh, There's a VIP option to get one-on-one support from me. Uh, So you can access that if you go to the overnighttrainer.thinkific.com. But really what we're gonna be doing is you'll get five daily lessons from me straight to your inbox where each day we'll be going through a different pillar to build your business from idea to actual business. So you're gonna get five daily lessons straight to your inbox. And the, the goal is that you're work, being able to work on this in less than two hours per day. So this is not something where you'll need a full day to work on each exercise, but we are gonna um, pack in some great value in two hours per day. You're also gonna get access to a private group chat and text uh, using Voxer. So you'll get to walkie-talkie, have uh, back and forth support from me every single day. Right now we're utilizing this in the 30-day L&D dream job challenge and it's been amazing. Um, And there's also be chances to win prizes. So free coaching sessions, program discounts, merchandise, all that fun stuff too. Uh, And like I said, there is that VIP offer where you can get one-on-one access, text access to me uh, throughout that week. So we start on July 25th. If you are ready again to take your idea from 
from just an idea to actually something that you can offer and start to make money, you are going to get proven strategies to build the business of your dreams in less than two hours a day. Uh, I did it when I was growing the overnight trainer. Now it is a multi six figure business and brand. And I am showing you how to do that in the five day jump start. So head over to the overnight trainer.thinkific.com and hop on in there. And if you're like ready to jump all in, you're like, I am here to build my business. I'm ready to go. Uh, I am still offering the early bird discount for the LNDEO program. So if you're interested in that, you can also go to the overnighttrainer.thinkific.com, uh, register for that. Right now it is at early bird pricing. So the pricing is going to go up by $2,500 uh, in the next couple days. So make sure that you are accessing that, enrolling in that if you are looking to join the group coaching program. It is five months long. We meet weekly. Uh, you will get support from me. You'll get one-on-one -on -one sessions from me as well. And uh, it's a really great opportunity for you to really dive deep and build your business. And again, uh, the current clients who are in it right now are people who all had full-time jobs when they started. Several of them were able to leave their full-time jobs, uh, start their own consulting companies, their own agencies, their own coaching practices. It's been amazing to see what's happened in just a handful of months. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can always feel free to DM me too for more information. So you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. But hop on in there or hop on in the challenge. Uh, hop in both. <laughs> uh, if you do sign up for Ellen DEO uh, before the challenge starts, you will get the challenge for free too. So uh, if you're interested in any more information, just let me know. I'm always available to chat about it. All right. Well, speaking of dream businesses, let's talk about how to how to build your side hustle. And so whether you have one already, you have an idea, you're starting one, maybe you're struggling with keeping up with your side hustle while you have your full-time job, I want you to know that I've been there. So back in 20, I can't even, my time is just of an essence, right? But back in 2020, I, well, in 2019 is when I came up with the idea for the overnight trainer. I was in a very, very, very toxic um, and abusive work environment. I just lo totally lost a sense of myself, who I was, my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health, my energy, right? Everything was just completely sucked dry. And so I knew that I, I knew that I had to get out and I was applying for jobs and um, I, things were... I was getting interviews, but nothing has quite felt right. And a lot of what I learned then is what I did, you know, what I, the mistakes I made then are, this, are what I teach now. And I realized that there was a possibility that I didn't want to work for anyone else. I had tried my hand at entrepreneurship before uh, a couple years prior. So back in 2017, I left my amazing full-time job as a head of L&D for a real estate organization that I loved team that I loved, work that I loved, uh, but I went into business for myself and uh, I failed. I failed epically. <laughs> um, I almost had too much time on my hands. I quit my job, went all in uh, with just an idea. So again, I teach all the lessons uh, that I learned, all the mistakes that I made. I teach them to you in my program, so you don't have to make them. I made them for you. Don't worry. And so the second time around, I knew that I wanted to be much more intentional. If if I even wanted to be an entrepreneur, I, wa I wanted to be much more intentional about it. So I started to journal daily and I read the book, The Artist's Way, and I talked about it on the podcast before. It's by Julia Cameron. And I started doing morning pages. So every single morning, as soon as I woke up, I would just word vomit on pages, fill out three, three full pages, and that was that. And one day in 2019, this was I think August or September of 2019, 
the words the overnight trainer popped up on my no it was earlier than that no way around that yeah right around that <laughs> think in my head the words the overnight trainer popped up on my uh, my, I, I came out of my brain. They popped up on my, <laughs> on my journal. And I was like, hmm, that's so interesting. Because what I was journaling about were all the things I loved about my job and all the things that I loved to do and all the things I had loved to do in the past. And I really thought about what was needed from, you know, what skills did I have that I could bring to the table? And the reality is, is that I became a trainer overnight. And I was successful at it because I had already had the skills, the tools, the resources, the knowledge, right, the transferable skills to bring into this new industry. And so the overnight trainer came down on my paper. I had no idea what that was going to be. But it was in that moment that I realized, okay, let's try round two of entrepreneurship. Here's the overnight trainer who knows what the heck it's going to be, uh, but let's, let's, let's go for it and let's try and so I really spent the next, it really wasn't until the following year that I really, really started to take it seriously. But I, I started to dabble, you know, back into entrepreneurship and back into, you know, thinking about starting my own business. But I didn't have any structure set up for how I would do that. You know, everything was just more of an idea. And so I spent a good, better part of the year just kind of sitting with this idea. And at the time, I know I wish I, I, I knew what I knew now, but you know, timing, timing is everything. But I just didn't quite know what to do with my idea. And on top of that, my soul was being sucked out every single day. A piece of me was just being destroyed working in my working for that company, but I had to, right? I had we all we have bills to pay and I had a dog's mouth to feed, right? And so there, there's that piece of it that comes up. And so in October of 2020, I hired my coach, who is still my coach to this day. And it really was at that time where I decided that I was going to go all in. I, I knew I needed to leave. I had to get out of there. It was just, uh, again, I was just years in at this point and did not recognize who I was. And so as I started to build the overnight trainer, I decided I needed to do it differently than I did before. And I needed to do it in a way where I was still, I still had to work. I still, like I said, I had bills to pay. I was in, I had uh, debt that I had to pay. Uh, I had my dog, Gail, I had to feed her, right? I had a car payment, I, all of these things, right? Light life, so I couldn't just up and leave. Um, and I was single at the time too, so I, and recently divorced a couple years later. So I couldn't just, a couple years earlier. So I couldn't just up and up and quit my job. And so I really had to sit and get intentional with how I was going to start and run this business. And so today I really want to share with you, and it's kind of a long-winded intro, but I really want to share with you what were some of the, you know, these, these five ways that I was able to take, first of all, start the overnight trainer, but second of all, take it from a side hustle to my full-time job. And I did this in only four months and it is possible to do that. So I went from zero dollars. I gave my last money to my coach. I like, and I'm not saying this is what you have to do in order to be successful, but I went all in on myself. I took all my savings. I gave it to my coach. That's how much she cost. It just happened to be exactly how much I had in my savings account. 
brought everything down to zero dollars. So I, I knew I had to make this work. And so that was in October of 2020. And by February 2021, I was making enough money to replace my full-time income. And I was making $150,000 a year. So really thinking about that, what that looks like on a monthly basis. So the first thing that I had to learn to do, and this probably took the most amount of time and the most amount of effort to do and most amount of intention. So I learned to protect my time and my energy. I am a self-proclaimed people pleaser and overachiever. Raise your hand if you're the same. I'm sure so many of your hands are raised right now. <laughs> if you're driving, don't raise your hand. But <laughs> uh, but really, you know, for me, that you know, overachieving and you know, uh, being able to to always step in and help, right? That's a trauma response in reality. But always being the the one to be the savior right? and coming on in. That was what I was almost known for, right? That's what I took pride in. That's who part of my what my part of my identity became, right? The fixer, the person who came in to do that. Again, trauma response from my childhood. Another episode we could talk about. So what I really had to be intentional about was learning to say no to things in my current role that were outside of my job expectations. I, I almost had to had to energetically sit on my hands so I didn't raise them. Right, so I didn't raise my hand and say, I'll do it, oh, I'll take that on, or here's this idea, or here's that idea. I had to realize you know, that my B minus game, my C game, right, was just as good, honestly, if not better, than other people who I was working with with their A game. And again, it has nothing to do with, and that might sound harsh, but the reality is at this point, I had had so many years of experience in L&D compared to the people I was working with that I, I was trying to push the needle so hard that it was part of the reason why my energy was being depleted because I was trying to make the organization be something that it wasn't. So I had to get really clear on what does the organization actually need from me? What does the organization actually need from my role? What does the organization actually want from me? What is my team capable of? And rather than being this driver, this pusher, this one to make us, you know, be great, I didn't give a shit about that anymore because I knew eventually I was going to be leaving. <laughs> and so I really had to think about that of how can I protect my energy? And so it really was learning to say no, that's not in my job you know, description, or most importantly, it wasn't even that. It was just along the lines of not volunteering to do things outside of my scope and protecting that energy and, and knowing when to, and I don't like to use this word, but I'm going to use it anyways, like take advantage. Like for example, I used to work through lunches and I was just like, even I had been a remote employee up until this point, even before COVID, but you know, work through lunches or eat, you know, eat while I'm working or eat while I'm on a call. Nope. I blocked off time, my calendar for lunches. I took my PTO. Uh, although I saved some of it because I knew I was going to be leaving and I wanted to, for it to be paid out. But right, I took my sick time and made sure to, you know, I, I was really, really intentional with, with utilizing the benefits that my organization offered to my advantage. Right? I was no longer going to put the organization ahead of myself. So it was really taking that opportunity to be, to put myself first, to learn that my B minus game, my C game was actually what the organization needed, right? That was a huge re revelation for me. Now, this organization doesn't even need my A game. So why the heck, I was going to say, I'll keep it PG-13, but why the hell am I 
killing myself, racking my brain, going insane when it's not even what the organization needs and wants from me. So I really challenge you to think about where are you giving away time and energy that you don't need to be. So if you really do want to get serious about launching your business, growing your side hustle, whatever it is, and you have a full-time job, take inventory. This might even be that for a week straight, you're you know, logging what you're spending you know, your, your work time doing. And it's not even from a time perspective that is important, but also energetically. Right? Really thinking about it from, from the energetic side of, wow, that doing that really, really depleted me, whatever that is. Do, do I need to keep doing that? Right? Do I still need to be a part of that? Or next time that comes up, do I need to raise my hand for that? No, you don't. So learning to protect your time and energy. The next thing that I did was that I made time to work on my business every single day. And I did this for momentum, right? Not even, not just necessarily business momentum, but but momentum for myself. And I kind of think about it, I'm, I've recently been getting back to working out after almost three years of not doing that. And what I found is that when I do something every day, whether it is going to the gym or going for a walk, or even the other day I just did five minutes of yoga, right? no matter what, if I do something every single day, right, it allows me now to have that momentum. And so same thing when it comes to your business. There were some days where I was able to spend an hour in my business. There were some days I was able to spend five hours in my business and if I needed to, right? And there were some days I was able to spend two minutes in my business. And that could be that I cleaned up my inbox that day, or I wrote a LinkedIn post, or I repurposed a LinkedIn post, right? Really thinking about what are these things that you can do every single day to move your business forward? And it's not, and, and yes, you know, it's these micro steps that are gonna make macro changes, but really this is to keep that momentum going. Because it's really, really easy to get caught up in the in the minutia of your day job, to put your side hustle to the side um, and put it on the back burner. And then it stays there, right? And it stays there and it stays there and it stays there. And then a month later, two months later, right, you go back and it's like, oh, it feels, it feels stale, right? It's kind of like not going to the gym for a while. I'm now that I've been back going back for a, a full week, I'm sore. I'm really sore. And so same thing when it comes to your business. The longer you leave it, right, that those that business and those muscles atrophy. So how can you really start to pencil in or pen in every single day working on working on your business every single day? And it keeps the momentum up. And so that might be that, you know, there were some days where I had to take a little bit of time before work. So it meant that I had to get up earlier, which my coach laughs at me because I was so against that. I was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm here to be an entrepreneur so I can wake up whenever the hell I want to wake up. And she's like, right, but to you to get there, right, you need to, need to wake up a little bit early now. And it's so true. I haven't for the last, oh my gosh, I, almost two years the overnight trainer has been in business, like official business. Uh, I've maybe set an alarm three, four, maybe five times, right? So now I get to reap that benefit of what I wanted, but I had to make that that small sacrifice early on. And sometimes it was just getting up 10 minutes earlier, right? Maybe it was saying, okay, I have this lunch break, you know, from work. I'm going to spend 20 minutes of that working on my business and the other 40 having lunch, relaxing, going outside, going for a walk or after work, right? So there were times where my work would be done for the day, be 
you know, clocked out, whatever that you know looked like. And in between that and going to the grocery store or dinner or whatever it may be, I made 30 minutes of time. And so all those little micro micro moments that we spend working on our business really add up to this really, really, really solid momentum. And it's the momentum, right? That's the energy that keeps us going. And so as long as you're focusing every single day, spending spending a one minute to 30 minutes to an hour, whatever it looks like, spending time in your business, on your business. That could, ju- that could even be that you're just searching for a quick blog article to repost or something, right? That someone else wrote. There's so many different ways that you can spend that time in your business. Uh, and so many different you know, effective ways and it doesn't mean you have to be in there eight hours a day. So I want you to think about if you have that side hustle or even thinking about starting one or maybe you've put your side hustle on that back burner, what can you do every single day? And I, I give this advice to my business, or my, well, my business coaching clients, but my uh, career coaching clients around having a, having a, what I call like a 5, 15, 30 hour list, right? So what are things in your business, having a list of what are things in your business that will only take you five minutes to do, right? So maybe that's a, you know, reading a webpage, you know, posting something that you've already posted before, right? whatever it may be. But for five minutes, for 15 minutes, for 30 minutes, an hour, thinking about the tasks that you have that fit into those timeframes and having that list. So you know, okay, I have five minutes in between meetings or I have 10 minutes before I have to leave to go to an appointment. Okay. Let me take a look at my five minute list here. Okay, here's two things that I can do. Two five minute things, boom, off the list. So having having just a, a, a list that you can refer back to, what are things I can do in my business in five minutes? What are things I can do in my business in 15 minutes, in 30 minutes, in an hour? And have, so that way you're not sitting there like, okay, I have five minutes. Well, what do I do in these five minutes? And hmm, should I? Because now you're gonna spend five minutes thinking about what to do in your five minutes, then your five minutes is over. So create that list, it'll be super helpful. All right. The next thing that I did around you know building my side hustle that really led to, to my success is that I didn't let other he- what other people thought about what I was doing stop me from doing it. And I find that this holds most people who have a side hustle, I find that it holds them back the most because the reality is, is that people, there are always going to be people who hate, right? And I always say this, people who are more successful than you, people who are, uh, you know, those people aren't going to hate on you. Right, like it's it, it's it's really the people who are coming from a place of fear, coming from a place of lack, from a place of less than, right? Those are the people who are gonna hate. So we don't care about those people anyways, right? We wish them well, but they're obviously going through their own journey. But most people, when they start to get hate, or I didn't wanna use the word hate, right? When people have an opinion around their business or what they're doing, uh, it'll stop a lot of people in their tracks. And it's not that I didn't care what people said, because I did, right? We do care, right? I'm a, I'm a human, you're a human, but I didn't let it stop me, right? There are people, are my friends, my family, people who I worked with were seeing that I was posting more, right? And everyone had an opinion. And it's funny, my fiance and I are planning our, our wedding right now, and uh, we're paying for it. And so we joke that, you know, anytime anyone has an opinion, we're like, oh, well, if they want to pay $10,000, we'll take that opinion. Um, that's what we say, you know, opinions cost $10,000. And really thinking about that in terms of this, right? Opinions cost money, right? If you are not, it, it, that, that, uh, their opinion isn't paying the bills, right? Are you, if you're not financing me, right, then your opinion doesn't matter to me. And so people will, ha- even your friends, your family, your um, coworkers, like everyone's going to have an opinion, 
we're humans. We have opinions, right? Everyone's going to have an opinion, but again, their opinion doesn't pay your bills, right? This business is going to pay your bills. And so eventually, if it's not already. So really thinking about, yes, this person gave their opinion. That's great. But almost like Marie Kondo it, like, thanks for the opinion, but I'm going to wish you well and wish you goodbye. And it you know, appreciate that you you stop by, but I'm not here. I'm not available for that. And sometimes too, really thinking about, you know, layering onto this. Um, and this is some of the, one of the questions that I got after I posted this on LinkedIn was setting boundaries too, right? So setting those boundaries that when people are, maybe you have someone in your life who's always giving their opinion and you don't need or want or want, like care about their opinion. You can set that boundary and say, I'm not available for a discussion around my my business and leave it at that. So setting boundaries with what people can and cannot come to you with and then not letting what other people think about what you're doing stop you from doing it will make you successful. Most people stop because of other people's opinions. And other people's opinions don't pay your bills. So the one of the other things that I did when I was thinking about my, not thinking, but growing my, my business uh, while I was still working full time is that I chose one offer. I tested that one offer and I sold that one offer. And I teach this in depth. Um, I'll talk about this inside that five-day challenge, but I teach this in depth inside of our, uh, the LNDEO business coaching program, because the more that you offer, the more that you have to market. And the more that you have to market, the more time that takes, right? And as a full-time employee somewhere else, I do not have time to be marketing multiple offers. And so what I did is I figured out what I wanted to offer, which was coaching, career coaching. And then I tested that offer. So I didn't go out there, I didn't create this whole bundle and this whole process and this whole you know, offer package, none of that. I decided I wanted to be a career coach for people looking to transition into and within L&D. So I, I, I chose one offer and then I tested it. And I found someone who had posted in a LinkedIn group about wanting to join L&D. I wanted to become an instructional designer and was an educator. I saw that no one had written back to this person. And so I reached out to them and I said, hey, I'm starting to coach on this. I don't really know if I know what I'm doing, but I know that I've been in L&D for a long time. And I know I've been a hiring manager for a long time. So I imagine that I can bring some sort of value to you. Uh, would you let me coach you? And she was like, sure, stranger, sure. Um, and that was my first client, Stacy, And she just, she let me coach her and she let me learn through utilizing her. And so I tested that offer. And as I was testing it and as I was working with her, right, I was learning, I was documenting my process. What was I coaching her on? You know, what did her resume need help with? Where were, where was she struggling? What was the, you know, and so as I was going through and as I was learning, I was documenting my process. And when I realized, wow, this is awesome, right? When, when she was able to go from, from being an educator to getting a six figure role as an instructional designer, I was like, hmm. I'm onto something here. And this was really fun. And then I looked at, okay, how do I package this? How quickly did she do it? Well, she did it within three months. So let me offer this for three months. What did we do? We met weekly. Okay, I'm going to offer this weekly. And so I was able to and now go back and look and say, wow, I had created this process. I, again, I didn't know what I was doing at the time necessarily, but I knew I had the skills to do it. And so I went back and I looked at the process I had, I had done and laid out for myself and then made that into a package. And then I sold that one offer. 
And with just one offer, I made enough money to leave my full-time role four months later. I see a lot of people trying to have coaching and do a program and launch an ebook and do all of these things. And as a full-time employee, you don't have the time to do that. Unless you are working within 40 hours in your full-time job and 40 hours in your side hustle, when are you living, right? We start businesses so we can live. And it's really important that as you're building your side hustle, you're incorporating that as well. Yes, there are going to be some sacrifices. Like I said, I had to wake up early. <laughs> I had to wake up earlier, but now I don't, right? But really thinking about those, you know, you're not going, you're not, you don't, we don't start businesses to, to give up so much freedom and flexibility. That's why we start them. And so choosing one offer, testing that offer, that's huge. I had a client of mine who, um, in the LNDEO program, who when we started, wanted to be a coach and coached a couple of people, tested that offer, made some money in testing it because you could absolutely make money in testing it. I happen to test mine for free, but many of my clients test their offer at a lower rate and get, you know, get money for, for, for getting someone to beta test their offer essentially. And realized after offering, you know, these coaching packages that, and trying it and just offering it for one month, realized that that type of coaching wasn't the coaching she wanted to do. And, but from that, from documenting the processes and really understanding what parts she liked and what parts she didn't, she was able to formulate this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful coaching business. And now she has hundreds, hundreds of people show up for each one of her webinars. So it's really important to think that once you choose that one offer, you test it, right? Then you can iterate from there and then you can choose another offer and test it, right? Kind of like thinking about it, uh, prototyping and then selling that one offer. And like I said, I was able to make enough money to leave my full-time role. I was making $150,000 a year from just my coaching offer, from my just my one-on-one -on -one coaching offer. That's all that I had at the time. And the last thing that I did to build my business and to, to really, really what I think was the most impactful is that I focused on the bare minimum. Where I see so many new entrepreneurs, side hustlers, whatever you want to call yourself, making the mistake is it's focusing way too much on all the things you think you need to have to run a business and not actually starting your business. So when I started the overnight trainer, I didn't have a website. I didn't have any LinkedIn presence. I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have branding. I didn't, I, oh, I'm sorry. I made a logo with this like atrocious purpley, not purple, atrocious, like orange, bright salmon color and just wrote the overnight trainer on it. Um, so that was my branding. <laughs> um, and I, with all of that, was able to make enough money to leave my full-time job. Eventually, I put together a Squarespace website, again, with all of that awful orange Canva coloring. And again, it was all of that that allowed me to leave my full-time job. I focus on creating really, really valuable content. So that's where I spent, when I talk about the bare minimum, the bare minimum is asking yourself this, how quickly am I gonna get my return on my investment in whatever it is I'm about to do? Because that's what you need to focus on when you're building your business while you're working a full-time job, is what is the minimum amount that I can do for the maximum amount of results? And having a website 
is fine, but if no one knows where to find me or no one knows who I am, how, why would they even go to my website in the first place, right? What, what's, I don't have enough search engine power, right, to go up to the top of people's list. So I focus on creating really, really valuable content. And I did it on LinkedIn. You don't have to do it on LinkedIn, but that's where I did it. Then I made sure people had a way to book calls with me. So after reading my content and really establishing myself as the expert in my field and the expert in what I was doing, right, I made sure people had a way to book calls with me. So that way they can book an introductory call, they can book a consultation call. And I use Calendly for that. And then most importantly, I made sure that I had a way for people to pay me. So I very, one of the first things I did in my business was, and I utilized Stripe and I love Stripe, is I set up Stripe. And so I made, I had a way for people to pay me, I had a way for people to book calls with me, and I was creating really, really valuable content on LinkedIn. And that's where I focused my energy. I chose the bare minimum. What was the bare minimum I needed? I needed a way for people to find me, a way for people to talk to me, and a way for people to pay me. And those are really the three things to think about. Now, everything else can be layered on. Yes, eventually last year I invested in a new website and some new branding. It was an investment that I was excited to make, not because I had to make it, because I actually wanted to make it. I wanted to make this into not just a side hustle, not just a business, but a brand. And so in that case, yeah, it's not time to invest. But when you're starting out your side hustle, right, it's okay. You're not, you don't need to be a brand right away, but you need to be a business. You really need to be a business and figure out what do I need to operate a business? And that bare minimum is a place to create content, a place for people to, to be able to talk to you and a way for people to pay you. And everything else can be layered on top of that. But if you can just focus on those three things, right, going back now to where am I going to focus each part of my day, right, and I only have five minutes today, well, again, then it goes back to, to doing the bare minimum. What's the least amount I can do for the maximum amount? of reward. And so it was these five things that really allow, plus others, but if we, it was when I look at this, these were the five things that really, really made it so that I was able to quantum leap in my business, that I was able to go from hating my job. I was depressed. I had anxiety like I had never experienced before. I I was just, I was a shell of who I knew I used to be and it's definitely a shell of who I am now. And when I, when I really got intentional about building this business, it was these five things that made me fr go from being in that toxic work environment to four months later saying, peace out, see you later. I'm running this business and leading this business into a multi six figure business. And so, like I said, if you have an idea, you want to start exploring starting your own business, I am hosting that five-day live L&D business building challenge. It's starting on the 25th. Like I mentioned earlier, I have a 30-day challenge I'm running right now uh, with career coaching clients, and we are only uh, like a fourth of the way in it. And the amount of results people are having in just, I think this is like day 10 or 11. So yeah, we're like about, a, okay, a little more than a fourth of the way through it, about a week and a half in. The amount of results they're having through this challenge and through having an exercise to do every single day, momentum, and having daily coaching from me inside of our group coaching Voxer and our chat has been 
insane. So you're going to get daily exercises, daily coaching from me. You'll have an opportunity to ask questions, get those questions answered. And there also is a VIP option where you can have your own private chat with me for the entire week all around business building. So the link to register is in the show notes below, or you can go to theovernighttrainer.thinkific.com to register. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you're ready to jump on in, start that L&D business, and you want to get that early bird pricing for LNDEO, the next round, we kick off in August. So uh, that price is going to be going up soon by $2,500. I'm adding a whole month to the program and a asynchronous part to the program. There's so much that's being added on um, from this first round, and I can't wait for you to be in there. So again, let me know what questions you have. I look forward to seeing you in the challenge and in LNDEO. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools, as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.